0: welcome to who cares podcast our new podcast we have um actually, someone has actually purchased the name who cares about this podcast for a million dollars um and so we're wow. rebranding our podcast um not it actually was a charity yeah it was a charity yeah spotify we're in talks with spotify but apple if you're listening um <laughs> listening. We, we will uh, listen to your offers as well just email um is it podcast who cares at
1: gmail.com? It's the podcast
0: who cares at gmail.com. The podcast who cares at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> and we will listen. So, yeah, we, we've changed our name just to make it a little bit more simple. And um, we've changed our logo again just to kind of, um, I don't know, improve our brand because that's what it's all about the branding, you know, as a marketing major or a marketing graduate now. yeah, um, That's what I knew we had to do. So, images everything. Along with that, we're we're gonna be releasing at least clips on YouTube. We're still kinda kinda of trying to figure out what that looks like, but we now have a YouTube channel, um, which is just who cares podcast, I believe. Yep. Um and we'll we'll release kind of the information on that on social media um following the release of this episode. Yeah, let's move on to today's episode. So we're welcoming Hampton back into our episode. Um, Am I the I'm the first repeat guest. Right? You are the first so, yeah. repeat guest. Yeah. What a and blessing. We're excited to have you back. Um our first episode with you was great, so hopefully uh, we Isn't it our most listened up. to? It is our most listened to. I don't want to tell you. <Gang. them> <laughs> You're welcome, world. But it is. Um, the Avengers podcast um, gave it a run for its money, but it did not surpass it. Um,
2: Just wait. Wait till today. This is the one where we hit it big, right here. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is the, the
0: one-hit-wonder podcast that we spend the rest of our lives trying to repeat. That's <laughs> the uh, so we retire after. Oh, like, yeah. Uh-huh. The yeah. one when Apple calls. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um,
1: well, the
0: <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Who cares? Podcast the movie. <laughs> I have all the movie ideas ever, so <laughs> we're good. I can we can dramatize our lives. Um, I love it. Or not? I mean, our lives are very interesting already. <laughs> <laughs> we live a life that everyone wishes they lived. So yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on <laughs> to um, what we talked about. So we told everybody to um, listen to. Or watch Waco, not listen to it. Just listen. Just listen. Close your (laughs) eyes. So watch it one time and then listen to it another time. And it really um, is very interesting. So, um, yeah, when I watch TV shows, I end up listening a lot anyways because I'm on my phone the whole time, which is really sad. But that's just how things are sometimes. But whatever. So if you haven't watched Waco, um, I really encourage you to go watch it right now. It really doesn't take that long. It just takes you a day or two, um, depending on how much free time you have. But if you really don't want to watch it, it's not going to be... You're still going to enjoy this episode because it's talking about the real event, but I still encourage yeah. you to watch it. Um, yeah. But if you're not going to, still listen to our podcast. You'll still have fun, I hope. So, yeah. First, we're just going to talk about the show um, and kind of how the TV show was and what we thought about it. So, how how did you guys like the show?
1: I thought it was great. And I'm not normally... like a, This wasn't really a documentary. It was um, based on true events. But yeah. It wasn't a documentary. Um. I don't know. I'm not normally a TV show guy. I'm probably told you all this, but I always get like one or two seasons into something and then just get bored and stop. Um, and I watched this whole thing in a night and it was great. Um, so I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I, um, I loved it. I thought that, uh, it wasn't the so you guys have watched a ton of movies over quarantine. I've been watching TV, catching up on TV shows. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the best TV show that I've seen um, this year, but it definitely was pretty close. It had a lot of like niche actors that I love that never get the like credit. Mm-hmm. So that's um, the guy, Michael Shannon, who plays the negotiator. Who's oh, yeah. like he's so like the good. creepy guy in everything. Yeah. I finally got to be a good guy. I yeah. think he's phenomenal. Um, Taylor Kitsch plays. Uh, David Koresh, and he's he was Tim he was Riggins. Really he was Tim Riggins oh, in uh, Friday, Friday Night and Lights, and Lights so. so like man crush for life, but um, he, yeah. uh, I thought he was fantastic. And then the yeah. other one is, uh, I think her name is Julia Garner. She plays oh, Ruth yeah. in Ozark, who she's yeah. like one of the, she's like a, yeah, not yeah, a, yeah, she's yeah. Not a, she's not a minor character, she plays... She's uh, the first one I recognize. Yeah, it. she plays... Oh, she's, the, she's the woman that
1: runs the strip yeah,
2: club. She's been fantastic in everything, and I yeah. just saw Ozark 3 like a couple weeks ago, and so... She was fresh in my mind. She's great. Macaulay Culkin's little brother was fantastic. So, like, I just thought it was really well acted as a show. Mm-hmm. Um, it can cover a lot of, like, and this didn't have any, but a, a good show can cover a lot of, like, plot problems with good yeah. acting. And this didn't have any plot problems in then it 'cause because it was real events. And then you add in the, the good acting. I, I just thought it was awesome. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't remember, whatever his name is, the guy that played David Koresh from yeah. Friday Night Lights was phenomenal. I mean, yeah. when you're sitting there the whole time, part of it is how it's written, but you're yeah. like, I kind of like this guy, like I hate yeah. it, but like I, this guy is charismatic, like yeah. I would be this guy's friend, um, and
2: yeah. so that. And I don't know if you caught, there are a couple scenes where he does like, like some of his main lines, but they're directly lifted from videotapes of David Koresh. Oh really? Like, one thing he says, he's like, some of yours got shot talking about the ATF. Yeah, um, and he says, "But God will have to sort that out, won't he?" And like that is a famous David Crush videotape that he sent to the FBI. Yeah. And so he, I actually went and watched and like put it, played it side by side, and he, I mean it's like the word, same. Word. Yeah. So he, I think he crushed it. Um, I loved it. So yeah, the writing yeah. was really good. Yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. All right, so um, this might, we probably will all have the same answer. What was your favorite episode of the show? Um, yeah, I think mean, that was the last
1: one. Yeah, I agree. It, I mean, it just brings it all to. Her.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, the when the negotiator gives the rant, yeah, yeah.
2: that's amazing. Yeah, he says you people, <laughs> so good. Yeah, I think um, probably if I had to pick an episode, the last episode. There, my favorite scene, the one that like sticks out, is. Probably going to be surprising is the one where um, Koresh is talking to Thibodeau in the bar, like right when they first yeah. meet. Okay. Um, And he's like pitching what's essentially this like religious cult, but you're, he's pitching it in a way that like would, I mean, Sound would like, floor me yeah. as, like a, as like a normal person. Um, and that scene is like, shows the manipulation, but also the fact that he doesn't know that he's manipulating anyone. Like mm-hmm. he really believes he's a true believer. Um, yeah, I just thought that scene... Yeah. Like, Affected me because I was like, man, if I was this like, yeah, drummer kid with nowhere else to go, this would be really, really. Yeah, Tobedo's character is very interesting
0: throughout yeah, the whole thing, and for the, sure. he's like, he wrote a book about it. Yeah, and so he's one of the like the, based like that's how they have kind of created the story um, and yeah. recreated it. Um,
1: I think like, I think my scene was kind of similar to that where, Crush comes up to Tito you know, like. When he's on the roof. Yeah. It's like, are you gonna stay? Like we don't want tourists. Yeah. Um, because it's like kind of you see that like manipulation um like track coming because it's like you get the you get like the kind yeah. of feathered up version yeah. in the bar that you're talking about, and then like you get you get them deep in and then like, okay, right. now you actually have to yeah. abide by what we do.
2: Yeah, now that I'm thinking about, it, there's a lot of like great dialogue scenes in this. Um, yeah, what's the the negotiator talks to um, Steve when they're delivering milk? He like pulls him to the side, mm-hmm. and that scene is awesome yeah. too. Like he, they're they're talking. He's basically trying to sow discord, um, and Steve admits like, if it, I wish the Lord had called anyone else besides David Koresh, like he's yeah. miserable to yeah. be around. But it, we're following God because God's chosen him. And you're like, man, that is like a different level of commitment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just. This, there's a lot of, like, great dialogue scenes, which is also hard to do in, like, a action-esque TV yeah. show. So.
1: One of my favorite dynamics was the dynamic between the negotiator and, like, his, his assistant or apprentice, the other got the other negotiator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sure. was, like, a fun
2: dynamic. Yeah, he was trying to be a good guy, but didn't really know what he was didn't doing. Know, no, he didn't he know, easy really he was really easily <laughs> walked over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, per, the negotiator, he is,
0: like, just the way he talks and the way... Like he's so good at his job, at least yeah. in the show. Like, it is pretty crazy. Um, the way that he can talk to people and make it seem like they're kind of coming up with what he's telling them. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, so, if you had control of this, would there be anything that you changed? Like, any weak points? Anything that you thought could have been better in the show? Um,
2: yeah, the only thing I would change, and I was going to talk about this later, but... Um, I They gave Koresh a little bit of a pass, which... It has, they kind of have to pick a side in a thing like this where both sides are, are like equally wild. Um, but like when you boil it down, he is a religious fanatic who yeah. is having sex with like a bunch of underage women. So, like that. Um, now they weren't, it wasn't children. He wasn't abusing like, you know, a nine year old, but it definitely like, how a 14 year old girl got pregnant by him in the yeah. cult. So, like, it definitely was child abuse. But, um, they kind of gloss over that in favor of painting him as like this harmless religious like, fanatic. Yeah. yeah, and so that's the only thing I would change is be a little bit more more honest about that. And I think, um, if anything, the guy that plays him kind of dramatizes him even more than he actually was and makes him more emotional. If you watch some of the videos, Koresh is very much like deadpan and militant almost. Um, I still think he gets royally... Screwed by the the, uh, the ruling authorities, which we yeah. can talk about later. But um, he just – I think he got a pass uh, on some stuff that they should have made made more known. So Yeah.
1: I think that they were – I'm trying to figure it out because I think my initial answer would have been to, like, set up more, like, why right. AGF actually showed up. Yeah. Like, what did they actually do? Yeah. But I think that was, try- like, the point they were trying to make is, like, it was supposed to be vague because there wasn't actually much there. Yeah. 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 Uh, they
0: could have made it more political. Like They could have had more stuff in Washington and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that would have muddied the waters a little bit. But, I mean, as someone who thinks that stuff is interesting, that would, I would have enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Um, would the show... Obviously, it wouldn't be the exact same, and you probably wouldn't think it would be as good. But do you think the show would have been good if it was entirely fictional? So, if it was not based on a true story? Do you think you would have been gripped in the same way that you were... Which is a tough question.
1: Um, yeah. I don't... I don't know. Like, I can't...
0: I think I would have liked it, but, like, in <clears throat> 6, the, like, rage that you feel as you're watching yeah. it, I don't think it's the same if it's like, oh,
2: well, this is made up. Um, yeah. Well, I have a horrible habit of, like, Googling the end of TV yeah. shows when I start to stop them. Myself. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, really bad about it. Like I, yeah. like, I gotta know everything about this character. Um, And this is one where, like, there's so much information out there about almost everybody that's in involved, mm-hmm. uh, that you're able to look up their story, and, like, that experience would have been different had it been fictional. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and also, like, this is the first, like, mass-produced Hollywood-style series that I remember that's, like, this anti-government, yeah. uh, if for lack of a better term. Like, I mean, I think this came out, what, two years ago on Paramount, <clears throat> and, like, it's, like, adamantly... The government is is in the wrong is the, yeah. the take that they they, um, they have so, like I just don't know if I would have felt the same anger had had they uh, had it been fictional, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, especially because like you're saying, it's trying to make a point. Yeah, and it, one of my biggest
0: pet peeves is when fictional stories try to make a point by something happening and, stuff, <laughs> and that's it turned out that way because this is true and like that you fabricated that yeah. and it has no actual merit. Right, but like telling a real story. Yeah, and using that to kind of point you in the yeah. right direction. Yeah, I think
1: there was also, I don't know if I can think of any because it's hard to know like what yeah. they actually specifically said about the event and what they actually previously knew. Yeah, so I think that they played off people's previous knowledge about the event
2: for sure, and like yeah.
1: left some holes in there because they didn't need to cover them.
2: Yeah, um, we should we should talk about what
0: actually happened. All right, well let's do it. Um, so again, if you want to watch the show, if we've convinced you, you should go watch it right now before I spoil it all for you. Yeah. But here we but go. But also,
2: it happened... Yeah, happened like real 30 life. years ago, so, so y'all need to catch up on You need yeah. to know yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah you, you need, need to, to read book already. That's that's sad, I I know about this. It's sad that I not much about
1: this. People are like, oh, don't spoil Star Wars. Star Wars has been out <laughs> a long, long time. Um, probably a hundred years.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, my rule is 90 days with big stuff. Yeah. But, all right, here we go. So, Kind of to start it, um, it, it goes through um, just a little bit of backstory and stuff. But then they, they go to Ruby Ridge, which is happens in Idaho. Um, so this is in the first episode. Randy Weaver is a U.S. citizen, and the FBI and ATF are seeking to serve a search warrant um, following a missed appearance for a firearms charge. Maybe an arrest warrant is actually what it was. Um, so they go to try to arrest him, but there's a shootout um, because he just responds back militantly. And in the shootout, his son is killed. And then several days later, as there's a standoff, his wife is shot by a sniper fire. Um, and so this creates kind of a big national uproar, which is why they start with that, because they, they brought in tanks and other military equipment, including like snipers, um, to deal with this incident. Um, and it ended up having two um, innocent people, um, definitely his wife. I'm not sure if his son was armed or not, um, be killed um, because the FBI and the ATF um, just kind of treated it horribly. And so, because of that, the ATF kind of got in trouble, and they were scheduled um, to have a hearing. I guess I, I have this later in my notes, but they were scheduled to have a hearing um, following Ruby Ridge um, to probably have their branch or whatever you can their organization be absorbed into another, um, likely the FBI. Yeah. And so they basically, after the Ruby Ridge disaster, um, the whole country was very much against um, that style of policing, using like military equipment and um, being very violent towards American citizens. And so they, um, the ATF said, well, we're going to prove that we're needed in the United States. And so that's kind of what happened on their end that built built up to
2: um, yeah.
0: Waco. And so then the Branch Davidians, um, y'all um, say anything that I'm missing or say your thoughts about anything. But yeah. so they're a break off of the Seventh Day Adventist Church. Um, I'm not, they're not associated with them. If you're like, I'm not saying that they're just <laughs> like that. But that is where they they left. Yeah. Um, founded by Ben Roden, who was their original leader. Um, there's a lot of theology behind it that I'm not really going to get into, but it's pretty interesting if you want to read into it and right. see kind of what they believe. Um, and so then eventually Ben Roden died, and there was a power struggle between um, Vernon Howell and this other guy, and Vernon Howell later changed his name to David Koresh. And so there's a power struggle about who was going to be leader, um, and then eventually David Koresh became the leader. But during their power struggle, the other guy actually challenged David Koresh to raise someone from the dead. Um, but he did not. Um, but he ended up, David Koresh ended up being able to leverage that to get the government to come and actually arrest the other guy because of that and illegal arms charges. So the other guy went to jail. Um, and so that's how David Koresh um, got power. And so kind of what we talked about, he was crazy. And one of the like, things that stuck out to me that they don't talk about in the show um, is that he attempted to have a child with Ben Roden's wife, who was 60. And David Koresh was 20 at the time. Um and said their child would be the chosen one, Got but it. she gotta shore up <laughs> the, um, the political ties yeah. there. <laughs> but she failed to conceive, and um, no kidding, um, yeah, he ended up being the chosen one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look how that goes. Yeah. And so one thing I went like through looking through stuff, they kind of preferred to be called the students of the seven seals, mm-hmm. not the Branch Davidians. Um, and also they uh, they also were called Koreshians, If you ever see that anywhere, um, yeah. That's basically the background, unless y'all have any other notes that you want. Yeah, to pitch I just on.
2: think it's a, important to clarify for uh, any Christian listeners out there. He he never claimed to be Jesus, and so like yeah. the idea that he was a lot of times we lump cult leaders together yeah. and say that he claimed he was the second coming. Like he he never said that. Uh, he actually in the the series talks about this a little bit, but he. He claimed that he was the lamb of God and that the lamb of God was not Jesus but that it was a someone who was coming to pave the way for Jesus. Yeah. He actually said openly that he was a um, a sinner just like everybody yeah. else. And so like you can almost follow his tracking on theologically he's I mean obviously wrong about yeah. 100% of what, what he thought but yeah. um, like the I, I just think it's important to to say he's like he was he didn't think he was the second coming of Christ. And so that idea is is not happening. Like, that's just... Yeah. The, and that's one of the frustrating things in the show, at least, is they're painting him as believing that, and they're yeah.
0: kind of painting him in the wrong light to make yeah. him seem worse. Yeah. Um, which is frustrating because that makes him way less likely to, uh, to like, give up and, right. and surrender because he feels like they're all fighting to, like, make him look bad. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is not a good strategy, in my opinion. Right. So yeah. So let's go into like the, the siege of Mount Carmel is what. Um, yeah. Some people call it. Um. And so on February 28th, the ATF attempted to execute a search warrant on Mount Carmel to um, investigate illegal arms um, and sex abuse um, accusations, basically. And so they they went in, but um, there was someone shot first. Um, in the show, they have the ATF agent shoot first um, at some dogs. But it's, it's very disputed who actually shot first. Um, that is one of the accounts, is that they shot some dogs that were coming at them, but n- there's no official um, say on what actually happened. So it easily could have been the Branch Davidians. That's another thing to note as you watch the show, um, that we don't know who shot first. But um, regardless, a two-hour shootout ensued until the ATF ran out of ammunition, which is pretty absurd to think. <laughs> so they just shot and shot for two hours. Um and so then there was a 51 day holdout, which is what most of the show takes place during. And yeah. there were several dramatic moments through that. But then on April 29th, the FBI approached the compound um, he- with heavily armored vehicles, um, basically tanks, and they tear gassed the building um, as well as they had they had weapons, but they were told not to fire them unless fired upon. Um, eventually, the um, the um, Branch Davidians did return fire, or basically that they started shooting guns, according to what the FBI said, um, yeah. and. So then the FBI just said more tear gas because we need to get these people out. And then three fires broke out in the building, um, and the tear gas, which is highly flammable, burned the building to the ground. Um, there were 85 Branch Davidians in the compound at that point in time, and 76 of them died, including 20-something children. Right. And so, yeah, um, it's very disputed about who started the fires, but the survivors um, maintained that there was no plan for a mass suicide, and the FBI initially said they did not use incendiary devices, but they later admitted to using flash grenades, which are incendiary. Right. Um, but the investigation could never conclude um, who started the fire. I guess one more thing that I kind of forgot to glance over. Um, when there's a scene where they go in and they have to get permission from the president, who was Bill Clinton at the time, um, a lot of people think that Bill Clinton was very in favor of the ATF. Um because he wanted to seem hard on drugs, which was a big... The war on drugs was a big thing in the um, 80s and 90s. Sure. Um, and most people's theory is that he was a stoner and he wanted to um, look hard on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> to prove that he was not. Um, but I don't know why I included that, but that's just a funny thing that made me laugh when I was doing some research and people were saying that.
2: Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think the the key thing about this series and about this story is what is the role of government and government agencies? Yeah. And I want to preface by saying, like, I'm not about to go on like an anti-government, you know, rampage, yeah, rant here. But like, it's very clear when you watch this series that the government has power over American citizens in ways, or at least they did then. Yeah, and they exercise that authority in these specific ways. And I think we have to decide as people, because ultimately, people elect like government, like what what powers we're okay with giving the government, what powers we've already given them, and what what makes sense for them to, to use. Because that to me is the biggest crime. Like I don't... 80, 85 people in a building believing that one of the guys is the Lamb of God is not uh, as, right. big, not as right. big a threat as an entire yeah. government agency with guns that can yeah. execute search warrants at any time um, and not even clarify their reasons. And so that, yeah. Yeah, I and the, I mean guns, the whole, the
0: big <laughs> thing is that Like in the show, David Koresh would run into town, like into Waco, um, and just jog and stuff, with either with kids or alone, and he would go and talk to people. He would do gigs um, around Texas, um, and they could have easily picked him up there. And if they had gotten him first, it would have been much easier to get everybody else out of the building um, right? because they were fanatically following him. So I guess leading into that, um, who is to blame for this? Um, I'm sure blame lies all around. um, Yeah. But I guess let's try to pin down who like how could have this been
2: permitted? Who who made the mistake here? Um, which we've already kind of touched on.
0: But yeah.
2: I mean my answer is very simple. I think yeah. the ATF yeah, like government overreach, and I'm saying government because the ATF's a government agency, but like that to me, everything that we know so far has been ATF first met these these people with like extreme violence, uh tear gas, which is Always a bad idea, I think, yeah. especially when you got people locked in building. Children, like the, the rationale for using tear gas was that children would be affected and mothers would see that and come out. Like yeah. that's it's terrible. Yeah, that can, like that can never be yeah. a strategy. Yeah. Um, but you also like this is I, again I went down the rabbit hole. But one of the ATF agents warned them on the first go round that, that like they know you're coming. Yeah. and you've lost the element of surprise and like it's a bad idea to go in. They will meet you with resistance. And they went anyway. And then um, four ATF agents were shot. I think on the first um, the first assault, yeah. it was like eight eight Karensians and four ATF agents or something like that. Um, and that ATF agent was basically suspended without pay and blamed for that incident. He was claimed that he never warned them, and so he ended up winning like a two point three million dollars settlement uh, later because of it, and has had PTSD ever since. But like the ATF, just start to finish. Made this case, and then there's just the aspect of like, why are we serving, like military-style search warrants to American citizens who own their own property? Yeah, like that. That's wild to me. So, I'm going with the ATF on this one. Yeah, ATF, FBI, (laughs) for sure. So it was
1: the FBI who, like, executed the tear gas. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, and I think it. It's interesting to me that like. It was so, like, the details are still so, like, you don't hear from people in the FBI. Right. Like, you don't have, like, leaks from the FBI of what the truth is. Right. Um, and so that's, like, the main, because there's leaks for everything.
2: And I'm sure there are retirement packages that depend on yeah, yeah that. Exactly. exactly. So. Um,
1: especially because, like, I don't know. It's hard to know, like, what exact scenes in what mm-hmm. actually happened, but, like, if what's his name, the, kind of the antithesis of the negotiator, the violent guy. Yeah. Um, when he, like, saw the people dying. Yeah. Like, in that little school bus thing. Yeah. Like, you would think that that would kind of pull the switch. Like, yeah. Maybe take some blame there. Like, yeah. at least try and reconcile,
2: because he yeah. was obviously very distraught, Yeah and i think some a fair amount of blame should go to david koresh i mean he he did lead these people into that yeah. he could have come out with his hands up like that that is the reality of it but also like we're talking about an american citizen so yeah. like he doesn't he has the right to resist um that kind of authority in that sense but uh also i think it's clear that david koresh was mentally ill and like no yeah. one yeah and like no one talks about that like um it's clear that he at the very least was utterly convinced of his re- religious convictions and, like, that, I think that translated from a mental illness and that reality is, like, that person's not giving up. So, you're the, you're the ATF, you're the FBI, you're the government, you're supposed to be the yeah. rational ones in this situation, diffusing tension and not costing the lives of American citizens at every turn and they didn't do that. What's yeah. crazy
1: is that they, like, it's not like his ideology was a secret he knew exactly what
2: in fact he wanted it to be out he wanted to get it out so
1: they knew that he believed that the FBI and the ATF were like the people would come in to try and stop them and so like of course he was going to resist and so just fighting and like trying to get him at him more not. yeah, yeah. I mean, they
0: treated it like they were at war, like, yeah, with the branch Davidians and, and
1: both of them viewed it that way, yeah. And so, like,
0: and so that's they like basically someone needs to be the adult in the situation, yeah. um which the FBI should have and the ATF should have then. Yeah. And known that they're not going to do the right thing, but that doesn't mean that we are at war with them yeah. because we are not, they're American citizens. Um, we're gonna have to take the high road, and yeah. it might be a sacrifice for us right. and it might make us look bad, but that, yeah. that doesn't matter.
2: Something he said to um, – it's in the series, but it's also in one of the videos that he put out. Like it's one of those direct quotes. He says, um, like, if you come to my door with guns pointed at my wife and children, I, I will meet you at the door every time. And like that's true of every father yeah. uh-huh. that has ever lived. Like yeah. anyone. It could be a government agent. It could be whatever. If you come to the door threatening wife and children, I as a man, I'm supposed to meet you at the door. And so like yeah. I just felt like they expected Koresh to act in a way that would like – Basically defy his nature, Uh not just his nature, but like the nature of every American. American, And then blamed him for acting that way. Yeah, Um, and even today, like there's still Branch Davidians in jail for this, Uh um, because like the they don't want this getting out and and leaking and all that stuff. So I just thought, like, it to me, it was so obvious the track that should have been taken, and it was once they started down the road, they wouldn't they wouldn't turn around. Yeah, definitely. I wish
0: I was I could see more. I wish I was around when this happened. But yeah. I wonder what level of guilt the media had in this. Yeah. Um, if because obviously it's a huge story and yeah. people want to tune in, and so there's incentive for the media to make the Branch Davidians look like bad guys. Yeah. And at least in the show, they definitely did not paint them in a fair light. Um, but well, they
1: didn't make remember. any of the. The only person they painted a day of light of the Branch Davidians was David. Correct. Yeah. I mean, which... Yeah. Everyone else like, was yeah. painted a pretty positive Yeah, thing. that's fair. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, David yeah, it was in control. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Right. And the, uh, I thought it was interesting that, and this actually happened too, but like the entire, the fire, day 51 was filmed to start to finish. Yeah. yeah. And so like the media definitely had a role because they were live broadcasting this, I mean, basically the deaths of 80, 80 people. Um, but I also thought it was interesting that like, you know, every time the Branch Davidians would have a deal, that deal would get translated differently mm-hmm. on screen, and, like, they had access to that information. And so, again, how did they... I, I just don't understand how the ATF slash FBI didn't know that it was going to go down this way. Like, yeah. it was very clear the whole time that, like, I mean, maybe you are would... going down a road, and if you don't stop going down it, and... Lost Yeah. It maybe they wanted it to go down that way. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's probably the most terrifying yeah, thing um, out of everything, yeah. so... Um, um, all right, one
0: question kind of related to that. What level of guilt do parents have for placing their children into the hands of a leader like David Koresh? Are you
1: talking about like the parents of, of, of
0: like the branch Davidians? Like, oh, like are, are they just brainwashed? Are they innocent in this, or is that something that, um, I don't know. Do you mean like the the young children that were in there?
2: Yeah, like there's yeah, a bunch of about, like, like Gotcha. Of
0: like, oh, well, I mean, they 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 really are,
2: that's anything. a societal question. Yeah, though. I think, um, I mean parents always play a role in how their this is not popular, but parents always play some role of how their kids turn out. Oh yeah, I, definitely. And yeah. so like I know a lot of times we see like somebody who's like a monster and then we think, Oh, like, you know, he's just him but like mm-hmm. I think I think it's totally there's always the crying mom in all these series that like I don't know how my baby turned out like this and you're like, Hey, clearly you (laughs) like that that, like very rarely I mean unless he like got hit in the head and now it's his entire whatever's changed, and that has happened there's like zero codes that that happened to like brain trauma but um so I think we should definitely um I would say they hold responsibility but it's responsibility for um for their like how much how responsible are you up to the point that you're brainwashed so like allowing yourself to be brainwashed is way worse than remaining brainwashed like having kids In, in, if that makes sense, having kids in Waco under David Koresh is like not as big of a deal as the first time you meet David Koresh and you let him woo you and you you have babies with you and you go, you know what I mean? Uh, Like I just, I just feel like when you get brainwashed in that way, you're not, um, you're clearly not thinking about your kids. Like you shouldn't be brainwashed by anything. Yeah. Um, so. And I think one thing is to be living there, but then the second
0: people start firing guns at you and you don't just pop out the door and say, all right, screw this, we're leaving.
2: Um, I think that... Right, and I understand, like, he makes you feel guilty and, like, that, that, Mm -hmm. I understand brainwashing that way can be super powerful. Mm -hmm. Um... But I have a hard time believing, like, there's there's not a rational thought in there yeah. somewhere. That's, like, I mean, it, it is literally the perfect setup to get people to stay, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is crazy. Like, yeah. when you think, like, that this is it. Like, Jesus is about to come back. Yeah. And if I leave, I'm abandoning that.
1: Yeah. And, like, odds are you either, like, have a kid with the leader. Right. Or have a wife who has a kid with the leader. Yeah. Or, like, are being supported by the leader. Yeah. You're tied to them in some way. It's not just like you think he's
2: cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something interesting about like the nature of manipulation or brainwashing is like David Koresh doesn't think that he's doing that. Yeah. Like he has no concept that I'm brain... Like I... At least in the series and every video that I've seen, he doesn't give the... Like I think he actually thinks he's getting revelations from God, yeah. And it's actually better for all of his followers if they follow yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he would have died, right? Uh, died. A and so the um, that idea is like the worst part for me is like like he's clearly guilty and they're clearly guilty, but neither of them know that that's happening. Mm-hmm. And so that that part is like mm-hmm. the Scary inception actually. of those <laughs> those mm-hmm. kind of thoughts is uh, is wild to me. Yep. Make sure you know why you believe something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're gonna have to get to that, like the spiritual implications, because that. All right, you don't do that now? Yeah. Like, my that's thing is like hard. Is like, yeah.
1: You look at them. It's like, at the base, like absolute core of what happened. Like, they died for something they believed in. Yeah. And like, it's hard because we see that as like, oh, they're brainwashed. But like, yeah. You can say it about any like religion, right? That's false.
2: Well, the worst part is you can say it about religions that are true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we all of us here are Christians. We all love Jesus. Like, but why? Yeah. Like, we're we're either going to say the book is true and we believe that, or we're going to say we've had a religious experience or both. Yeah. And, like, we're essentially saying the same things that they said. We just have to know the the depth of that and, like, what that means. But also, I think the key to me, and this was so, like, there's two things that David Koresh gets wrong and it leads him down this like path that can never be untracked to me. First is like assuming that scripture is about you. Mm -hmm. Cause like he reads the scripture and inserts himself in every area. And like the, the ultimate arrogance of that is like unreal. And we do it all the time. Every time we read something about how the Lord wants our good, we're like, Oh, that must be me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Forget the fact that he was talking to like a specific tribe yeah. in Israel. Yeah. Like for this moment, like there are times where I mean the the most popular one is is Isaiah. For I know the plans I have for you. Went like yeah. that must be me. And he's like literally, it's like sp- all the verses surrounding it are like the exact context, and we're just like nah, forget all that. Yeah, um, nah, and just he graduated, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so like David Crush takes that to an extreme, and like he reads himself into scripture, and he does it alone. And that is the other thing. Mm-hmm. Is like when we read scripture, when we interpret scripture on our own, like that to me, yeah. A, a professor of mine once said, and I think he's dead on, if you if you read scripture and find something new that no one's ever gotten from it before, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, that's just the reality. Yeah. Like the Lord has been faithful to give us the truth. Up to this point, he's given us people smarter than us throughout history. There's, been, there's thousands of years of history at this point um and so the idea that like you're going to have a new interpretation and that is the truth that the world's been waiting for is like insane even the reformation it's a it's a reformation like it's a return to yeah, the original yeah. and so like that that whenever i was watching i was like man this is this is the extreme of what happens when you make scripture about you and you do it by yourself mm-hmm. um, and then just the idea of like calling and dreams he like lets every religious thought that he has be a revelation from god and mm-hmm. like if i did that i would be People would think I was schizophrenic. Strange guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Strange dream. For sure. So, yeah, spiritually, I was. That was the the worst part of all this. I was like, man, this guy could be a. He could have been a normal person, but he allowed his yeah. inclination towards like spiritual screw ups to. Yeah. Um, to get him down to a different different thing. They so. could do like a
1: sequel on what's the guy who came from like Hawaii or something? Rich guy. I don't Oh,
2: Steve? Yeah. He's like the theology professor? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's like super interesting. And he is, again, real character, like, real I don't, dude. I don't want to believe that. Yeah. But, like, right. Everything he says, yeah, like, makes sense. Right?
2: To me, it's like charisma co- covers a multitude of sins. Like, yeah. we all have those preachers that we watch, and we're like, man, they're such a That's good so preacher. Good. And you're like, Wait. he didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, And I do it all the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, tickle my ears again. Like, this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just the spiritual side of this whole thing was was tough to watch because it was like, man, we we do this, we just don't do it to this extreme and like buy a bunch of guns and move mm-hmm. to Waco. Like that's the only difference. Yeah,
1: why do they have guns in the first place? I don't
2: remember. I don't know. I think they're just is Texas and everybody's gun more Americans. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> one, that's one
0: thing to talk about is they never. I'm pretty sure they um, never found any illegal um, firearms on the compound. Um, yeah, people don't know that, that that that's true just because they. People think some evidence was messed with, but um, it's not illegal to have a bunch of guns and live by yourself, yeah, um, with no running water
2: on your own land. My best. Yeah. Well, I think
1: I think the thing was um, for a little while AR-15s were illegal, yeah, and I think they had some AR-15s. Yeah, I think, I think I'm not sure. I don't have any guns there would be illegal now. Yeah, but I think they had some. That were illegal. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know the details, so I. But it's like, it. it's like they weren't.
1: They probably weren't illegal when they got them. It's like they outlawed guns right yeah. now.
2: But also think about the rationality of what we're saying. Like, the best way to investigate people illegally stockpiling firearms is to go there with all of our firearms yeah. and execute a violent search warrant. Yeah, like, that is just, that's dumbfounding to me that they thought. Because
1: they reason why you don't want yeah. them to have illegal firearms so they don't right. kill a bunch of people. And something, and they, they, said, really something
2: they said in the series is, like, Koresh had a relationship with the yeah. Yeah, sheriff Who literally didn't carry a sidearm because he felt zero danger from these people Yeah, like that. And so clearly, again, there was a clear track forward and the ATF just did the opposite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that
0: leads into one of my questions actually. What place does the federal government have in policing? So like you talk about the local sheriff. um, Yeah. He knew way more and had a way
2: better relationship than the federal government. Um, I think in anything, local is always best. So local government – is always best at giving laws to its first, like its city, citizens first, um, and then state, and then federal. And so, like, this to me, again, I, to me it's all about overreach, and yeah. I'm probably hyper-attuned to it and a little biased, but it just seems, it, it seems like to me, if the sheriff had been there from the start, this wouldn't have happened. Um, I disagree, actually. You think because so?
1: Not not, I don't think that, like a bunch of people would have died, but like I think that there's definitely some level of incompetence on like the local police's end because like he still was like I mean, in the eyes of the law, like sexually assaulting women. Yeah, and like he was a polygamist, that's illegal. And, like, yeah, that's something that should not be the case in our country. Yeah, and, like that was happening and like that right. was being overlooked. So I'm not thinking about how many yeah people. How much more that would have happened? Yeah, and like if they had grown up, like, what if they had been his daughters? Like, right, you know, like there's it just could have gotten so much worse in that yeah. aspect. And I think it, I think it required some sort of intervention from a higher level than just yeah. the town, maybe the state, yeah, but definitely not.
2: Well, my with guns. my two things on on that are first, <laughs> like, so again, fourteen year old to me, child abuse, but also. Yeah. At that time in Texas, you could legally marry a fourteen-year-old with her parents' consent, and so yeah. like he wasn't in violation of the law as far as that goes. They did suspect child abuse. Something that the series doesn't talk about is he was actually investigated twice before, and they found zero yeah. evidence of child abuse. So like at that point, he's clear. Yeah. Um, to me, the um, when we talk about like him stockpiling weapons and uh, child abuse and all those things. And even polygamy. So, like, I'm gonna say something wild here. So, like just disclaimer: say. three, two, one. I don't think polygamy should be illegal. <laughs> I <yeah>. agree. <laughs> just because, like, if as long as people are entering into it consensually, yeah, I just don't think we should legislate sexual morality. But that is a whole I agree with much longer mind. episode. <laughs> with polygamy, I
1: think it's just almost exclusively a result of manipulation.
2: Oh, 100. Almost
1: like sure, it's technically consensual, totally. but it's not it's totally not
2: a i just think if you um know. yeah i think if you if two voluntary adults in any way enter into a marriage relationship and i'm putting marriage in air quotes that's on them yeah um i just legislating it is tough for me but beside the point <laughs> we uh i think like the the i'm just talking about simply like the aspect of violence i think could have been avoided if the local government had gotten involved cuz even they show that scene like the the sheriff finds out that the ATF is raiding the compound from a 911 call and mm-hmm. so like they didn't even involve him and it, had he been there I think he could have prevented the original raid and then peacefully gotten crashed to the table yeah. because he'd come to the table before yeah um, and so to me it was all about avoiding violence I think I, I would actually agree with you that there needed to be some intervention just because um, when children are at play there are all any any suspicion should be um should be investigated, but the idea that they just bypass local authority without even consulting them um, is wild.
1: Yeah. So I also think, like, because his theology was that this would happen. Yeah. Like eventually. So I think eventually, that's some kind of violent event would happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but then we're in the. We get into like the territory of every time a violent, every time somebody holds an opinion that a violent thing is going to happen, we. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, we, we either don't investigate them, yeah, don't bring them to the table, or we do and hope that they remain peaceful. So, like, sometimes I think you just have to let people have their final opinions and not play into it. But anyways, that's my two cents. Yeah, I I'm agree with you cents. for the most part. I, I really don't think
0: the FBI should really have any, um, like, local policing... Um, Like powers, like I think they should be able to talk. Like they should be like the wing over it. But I don't think that they there should be many local FBI like police officers that go out and and search the stuff other than major scale stuff. Um, Yeah, especially like if it deals with security and stuff like that or anti-terror. Yeah.
2: Would you be a polygamist if you could? Yeah, totally. (laughs) It was okay. I couldn't do it, man. I I don't (laughs) think I. Oh my gosh, gosh. can barely have (laughs) enough attention. When I read about Solomon and all his wives, I'm like, dude, how do you have? That attention span to like you can't. You can't. There's yeah. gotta be there's gotta be wives and concubines you haven't seen in like five years. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I forget I mean, their names. names. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But oh gosh, that's a, that sounds like my worst nightmare actually to have more than one wife. That's... man, <laughs> what a life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not actually.
0: Um, so sorry, Just in ladies. Kiss your <laughs> <there's> the <only laughs> <for Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> She won't listen though. No,
1: does <laughs> um, right. Madison ever listen
0: to an episode of
1: this podcast? yeah
0: she does she's like probably four or five behind I don't
1: think Caroline's listened to a single
2: minute of that's disrespect yeah it is okay. um, when, we, when we blow up yeah. she'll regret it yeah. I'm hoping that I get a girlfriend out of this podcast it's like, <laughs> that's like my dream all right, oh, well, yeah. DM at Hampton Harbor <laughs> oh yeah um, well don't right <laughs> 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 mm. Yeah, I have a strict uh, after midnight no DMs rule, so don't, don't be trying to hit me up late at night. <laughs> sure. right. if, you ain't, if you ain't calling in the daylight, you ain't calling. That's what I say. That's funny. <laughs> um, we got a little off track. <laughs> all right.
0: One more question that I have, um, and then we can keep doing stuff. But um, why do cults seem like an artifact of the mid to late 20th century? Like, why haven't we heard about a cult in the last 20 years? Or am I crazy? Am I not
2: I mean, I think there's probably more cults now. Yeah. Uh they're just not so I'm again another wild thing, but they're not religious in nature, so nobody yeah. cares. And so like there there are, you know, secular humanist churches functioning in big cities across the world where people just show up <laughs> show up and, you know, basically tell each other how great they are and how much they can do. I think I think there's a ton of like cult like um practices. I think there's some Christian shoot-offs of, like I still think they exist I just think yeah. this kind of cult the, the weapon stockpiling cult is not popular anymore and I think the, there's uh, better ways yeah, to do it yeah and nobody talks about the uh, the vegan sex cults out in LA or anything like that so mm-hmm. we, we don't those aren't yeah I think most cults now they go by a different name what was it uh, Democrats that's what it was <laughs> <I'm> just kidding <laughs> kidding everyone just a joke uh-huh. Clemson football yeah <laughs> <laughs> charismatic leader uh, yeah <laughs> well charismatic is tough we've seen joe biden these days uh, if anybody's woken him up from his slumber yeah uh, he was a once charismatic leader he was yeah. <laughs> um i'm sorry i just yeah i think i cults i mean i think Mormonism is a cult yeah. so
1: like i think they're still very relevant yeah. they just don't get seen the same light.
0: Yeah? yeah i think the term cult is a uh, a hard term to pin down.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. um, no, no cult's going to say they're a cult. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: But I think people, like, I guess in their mind, religious movements yeah. have a historic uh, reputation yeah. that isn't good. look at events like this, like, we don't want to be that. Yeah, anymore. I mean, if you look at the... So they just fly, they try to fly under the radar.
0: Like, if you look at the beginnings of the Christian church, I mean, that is very much like cult, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they all lived in the same place, and...
2: Yeah. But also, I think the big difference between Christianity and really every other religion but especially cults is like pretty much every religion that i know of starts with a single human figure who receives revelation or uh-huh. enlightenment or whatever from some outside force acting on them whereas jesus we all, every time you hear like an atheist or you know a secularist talk about jesus it, they paint him in that same light but Jesus' claim was never i have received revelation from the father it's I am the revelation from the Father, yeah. and like that's a huge like it's not a, it's it's not a it's not semantics. Like he's saying I am I am the revelation in the flesh. Like I am yeah. God in the flesh, and so like there isn't this idea that Jesus can just be um, receiving revelation and parroting it and getting people to follow it. That was never what he said. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he said the opposite. You're right. I
1: mean, he addressed that concern yeah. when uh, where was it? He raised the. Like when he healed the paralytic, yeah, at like coming to the roof or whatever, he was like, "How much easier would it be to like say I forgive your sin?" Yeah. And so like, I'm gonna actually heal this person, so you know, yeah, that I'm not just speaking words. Yes,
2: yeah. and he, I mean, I and the Father are one. Like yeah. that. Anybody who says that should have to prove it, and then he does. And exactly. so it's like, if if that is true, then you know, I think. That, to me, that's the difference between Jesus and any anybody else. Any other major religion, any other cult is Jesus doesn't receive revelation. He is the revelation. Yeah. Um, and that's a way different distinction.
1: Yeah, because like every other religion, it, it's either um, like some uh, out there being, yeah. giving revelation
2: yeah, um, or like a prophet. Like yeah. That. yeah, I think... Just in general, beware of anyone that says, I've received yeah. this from the Lord. I am not the Lord. That's my... I, still, that's <laughs> my, uh, I think that includes the people in the Christian world that are like, God told me, Jesus said, like,
1: God yeah. said to me, Like, but he didn't though.
2: Yeah. Again, I've, I've said this before, but if you tell me God told me and the next word out of your mouth isn't like a direct quote from Scripture, I just don't believe you on yeah, principle. Yeah. Like... You may believe you, me, and that's great. I think you should run with it. But like, yeah. the Lord told me. He wrote down. Yeah, what he, All like, he wanted to tell you, he wrote down. This is my full uh, revelation in the Spirit. Amen. Like, like, from everlasting to everlasting. So. That's one of the articles that Babylon B spins around.
0: Um, it's like, person waiting for an answer from God sitting three feet from Bible. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's amazing. So yeah. Um, or says God, doesn't. Tell them, speak or hasn't spoke to them yeah. something like that alright um, do you have any other thoughts like er, surrounding Waco I'm going to end it with a fun little question so we can just kind of ease the tension and make everybody feel happy I think,
1: um, I think Waco's a great city <laughs> there are problems with the uh, <laughs>
0: yeah who who should define Waco Chip and
2: Joanna Gaines or, or David, David Koresh, Koresh? <laughs> <laughs> dude I think every great city has both <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what makes it great right? <laughs> yeah. um, no I think uh, my closing thoughts are like it's just the tragedy of the loss of human life. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it was just David Koresh, that would have been, that yeah. would have been enough. Um, Do you think this could happen again? 100%. Definitely. Um, I think it, it happens on like a micro scale. Yeah, I think you see it all the time. I mean, again, another full of hot takes, but like, you see it all the time when cops are shooting unarmed, specifically mm-hmm. black men in this country, but um, also anybody unarmed. Anytime a, anytime a police officer shoots an unarmed person... Um, that is problematic at best Yeah. Um, and so it may be a training problem it may be a fundamental flaw in the way that police um, anytime cops are shot doing their job like it's the flip side of this scenario and so I just think this could definitely happen again um, because especially as tension kind of ratchets up in our country um, and the government is forced to deal with that like it, that's that's their yeah. job they have to deal with that Um, we run the risk of doing this. And so I think if we can remember that there are people on every side, um, like we humanize David Koresh and his people, which I thought the series did a good job of, Mm -hmm. but also humanize like the government, especially someone like me who swings to the right conservative libertarian, like the government always gets this bad face, but the government is just a bunch of people just like me. Yeah. Just trying to do their job. Yeah. Trying to do their job. And so like that part is something that I have to force myself to remember is like, this isn't an, an agent of some like mythical government. This is just a human being in a uniform who wants to go home at the end of the day. The day. So I think um, if both sides can remember that, uh, which they never do mm-hmm. yeah, very long, but if both sides could, could remember that, it wouldn't, wouldn't happen. So to keep
0: things scary, um, I'm going to answer your question. But so currently we're in quarantine and there's a big divide between the, what should the government be able to tell people what to do? Yeah. Um, should they be able to make people stay in their homes? And to the side of that, and it's kind of intersecting, Should the government be able to make people get vaccines? Um, Mm. And I am a full believer in vaccines. Get your vaccines. But even I am uncomfortable with the idea of it being required because I feel like the government should not be able to do that. But I I don't know where I lie on that. I think it probably should be required at least for people to go to public schools and use services. and stuff. But whatever. So there's people who are anti-vaxxers who are very against that. And say we have another coronavirus, but say it's even worse. And say that we have a vaccine, but people don't want to take it. And the, the the like the United States relies on yeah that being used. I mean, there's going to be really bad situations where the government has to go and basically arrest people. And uh, I mean, it could yeah. get really ugly. I mean, it could turn into a. Complete disaster. And so I just foresee stuff like that. And situations like these are why people don't trust the government. Yeah. And it just makes these problems worse because yeah. that's why the people at Waco, um, the the Branch Davidians, were so hostile. is because they had just seen Ruby Ridge happen. And following Ruby Ridge, that's why um, the guy who did the Oklahoma City bombing, he did it because he saw what happened at Ruby Ridge and he saw what happened with the Branch Davidians. Tim- yeah,
2: Timothy McVeigh actually showed up to Waco. Like, yeah. He drove down and saw it. And so like he that's his whole qualm with. Yeah. I'm and so his like, calm. it it just snowballs. And so like yeah.
0: the, the divide just gets deeper and farther yeah. away every single time. And so unless there's a way to bridge that divide, which I don't even know like how to do that. We're, we have a big problem with
2: division right now in our country. Yeah. And so that's the real, yeah. um, I swing question, I swing full libertarian on lockdown mm-hmm. and I swing full, not libertarian on vaccines. So I'm like, I think I agree with you. Like you need a vaccine. You're yeah. going to school. Yeah, like you're, like I think there should be a battery of stuff. Um, the the key is going to be like most vaccines that we have to take are proven to to work. Like we've eradicated diseases because of it. Whereas yeah. coronavirus, we're n- we're not going to know immediately how stuff works. Yeah, um, before it gets proven. So, but like I think to sign up for school, is isn't there a list of vaccines you should have to have. Yeah, and I feel like if you haven't had them, there's under zero circumstances can you I go to school here? Yeah, like you can't use the public education system. Yeah, um, so that way you don't even have to police it. If you want to use the public education system, um, if you want to use the the goods and services in that way, you, yeah, you have to. And so that's kind of like a level of
0: trust you need to build. If you want the government to to be scaled down and the government to right. be less aggressive toward things, yeah, um, you need to. Also, be willing to not. I mean, we all have this American instinct to go towards freedom and go towards yeah. liberty, but there's some things that we have to know are, are wise and better for our country. There's a reason right. that we have yeah. a government, government has a place in our society.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. and so you have to kind of be willing to come, yeah, never go, ability. never go full anarchist, it yeah. just doesn't, doesn't work out for us very well. Yeah. <laughs> Bad people would, yeah, yeah, the Somalians. Sure.
0: Great people, not pirates. That'd be kind of cool. I could be a pirate. A pirate. I'm yeah. pirate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe you get anything on <laughs> this podcast. We're all pro-pirates. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Where <This really> we landed? <laughs> yeah, that's how idea yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh man. All right. So, actually, on our fun note, if we're good, yeah, we're good.
2: What? So you? Oh, my, I have one last note. Okay, there are too many streaming services. This is on Paramount. Yeah, like, Par- we got to tighten it up. I think Paramount is. No, has ceased to exist. But Good, but there's so many. All I've done is watch TV shows while I've gone, and I have like four of them, and there are still shows out there that I can't watch. What's, What's your favorite, favorite one? one? Uh, favorite streaming services? A classic. I go well. Actually, I would say Netflix. Netflix has the better shows. Hulu's better because Hulu mm-hmm. you can get the show the next day after it comes yeah. out. So like a current season is usually on Hulu. You yeah. can get it. The literally, it's if it's on that night, it'll be on the next morning. So I fangirl out on, on about the. On Grey's Anatomy, and Ugh. Grey's Anatomy the next day. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy is the trashiest show, and I watch it every week that it's on. So, <laughs> but it's on the next morning, so that's why I like it. Um, nice. But too many, like I'm trying to watch the show American Gods based on a book that yeah. I read, and it's on like, like stars. Yeah. Like who has the stars who is paying for the star streaming service and they just it so just sad. sell it to an actual one that people have and yeah. make money why are you having why do you have your own and i, I think now, for stars you have to have
0: another one to use it like i
2: think you right. have to have hulu or hbo right. or something right like that. it's it's absolutely absurd and so i'm yeah. about to free trial out I, and I watch this whole show in like two seasons of 10 45 minute episodes in like a my week free trial because it's just it's unreal stuff um my parents have Showtime. Like, who? Oh, nice. who is watching this stuff? They um, probably got a bunch of old movies. And yeah, and even HBO has, like, three streaming services. Like yeah. Yeah. HBO is so confusing. HBO Go, which is, like, the online. HBO Now, which is the streaming. And then now they're about to do HBO Max with all the other stuff. It's great. Because uh, Friends is going on HBO Max because I love Friends. So it's, like, it's mm-hmm. too much, guys. Let's, let's consolidate. Yeah. Make some money together. Um, so, anyway, that was my only qualm. It's, like... Why are we? If this came out in January of 2018, why, no why are we just now it. seeing it and yeah. talking about it? Because there's too many, too much crap going on. Yeah. So, fair. That's right. It at.
1: makes you think about like what, what great shows are out there that are just
2: right. we we'll never know.
1: Hanging out on, or we will know, but yeah. like in a few years,
2: or like even even the Amazon shows that are like critically acclaimed that no yeah. one's ever seen. Like I watched a show on Amazon called uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah, and. It's, strange one, but it's about a female stand-up comedian in, like, the 60s. Um, She's loosely based on Joan Rivers, and I love stand-up comedy, so I watched it. But, like, it's won Emmys two years running. The show called Fleabag on Amazon won Emmys the last two years. No one's ever seen either of them. Like, 0% of people have ever seen them when I talk about them, but they're on Amazon, and they're just hidden away somewhere. So it's frustrating. Too much. That was my... I wrote that down on my notes.
0: So my biggest problem with streaming, streaming services is the fact that not all of them have the like recently watched at the top of their thing. It's like you're currently watching a show and you gotta like go <laughs> Scroll, find it again, like search it again. Yeah, like why? Like, I, I watched <laughs> like, this last night. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah Netflix is good Hulu's redoing
1: Netflix's it Netflix's
0: interface is I think the best, the best. oh totally totally Hulu's changing the interface yeah. good because it, it sucks, sucks. it's gonna be Disney
2: or like stuff sucks. that stays and you're like recently watched for like you watch yeah, four true. minutes of it and it's yeah. still on there for six months you're like hey no I'm not I d- I'm not watching this clearly oh man that frustrates me uh, I think Do you remember how MySpace used to have like the skins you could put on your profile? (laughs) Oh, my bad. Well, (laughs) MySpace used to have these things called skins, and you could literally just select one and it would paint your profile Mm -hmm. that color. I think Netflix should do that and just have like the Hulu skin, and who everybody (laughs) uses the same like actual interface, but it's just like the Hulu version of Netflix because Netflix is the best one. So for sure.
0: Anyways, I'm pretty sure Apple TV you can add all yours, and it puts it on its interface, which
2: would be kind of nice, but. It's another one, Disney Plus, and the Apple streaming. Like Apple has its own service yeah. now.
1: Apple does not
2: do that. Right, uh, it's there's that one show. show with Reese Witherspoon, whom mm-hmm. I love on Apple, and that's the only one I know. Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. On, like, um, I know Steam a guy. Shows who? on one of the Apple shows, like tangentially. Like I knew him in middle school. Like oh, wow. we we were in. Can you plays connect together. me or no?
0: Probably not. But whatever. Um, My dream to be a famous actor. I'll leave. I'll I'll risk it all. Risk it all. My, My all. dream is to be a famous director now. And I'm about to lose it all for it. I'm about to move to LA tomorrow. Um, but whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, I have no aspirations. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. have fun. Um. All right.
2: Let's get to that fun question. So, we we're talking about uh, 30 minutes. You <laughs> talked about this earlier, but
0: what is your favorite like, like TV series that is not like
2: a sitcom, like a like episode style? Um. Well, I'm gonna avoid the classics. So, like, Game of Thrones is the greatest show of all time. And as a Christian, I would never... I love the ending. I'm one of the few and the proud, the 10% that loved the last season. Um, I thought it was too fast. That was my only qualm. It should have been two extra seasons, but... That's sad. um, Game of Thrones is the greatest show of all time. has the greatest scene in cinematic history. um, In the Battle of the Bastards. So, like, it's just great. But um, I'm just gonna... Like <laughs> oh my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't understand the joke at first. <laughs> and so you're just looking at me going I don't watch porn. And I'm like, what are you talking? Um, <laughs> all right, dude. I want to go back to what we were talking about. <laughs> all right, keep talking. Um, but the uh no, I'm just going to go with what I've seen recently. I watched a show called The Spy um on Netflix with Sasha Baron Cohen and it was fantastic uh, start to finish performance wise. He's just Unreal. Um, Outside of sitcoms, I'm trying to think of what I've watched recently. Watching a show called Ray Donovan on Showtime with my parents' account. That's fantastic. Um, It's hard to put like everything. There's so many shows. Their Showtime account. Huh? Their Showtime account. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Like they. Who who,
1: who watches that? In the words of you five minutes
2: ago. Oh yeah. Well, (laughs) me. That's the only one because I wanted to watch the show and it was only on Showtime. Turns out my parents had it, but. Um, so I'll probably go with Game of Thrones as, like, the classic answer, and then from there, the best one I've seen recently is The Spy. Nice. Yeah.
0: Band of Brothers is the correct answer. Um, yeah. It. It. It's
2: on my list. I just... I so can't... Good. I get militaryed out sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's never. a lot. I haven't seen it in years, though. Yeah. I'm about to rewatch it. Side yeah. note, this is technically a sitcom, I guess. I'm watching Curb Your Enthusiasm right now on HBO as you well. You can talk about it. It's fine. And, uh, man, it's so... For those of you who don't know, it's basically an improv sitcom, so they record like five versions of every scene, um, because they start with they, the writing. They know where they're going, but they they improv most of the scenes, and it is so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry David's the star and creator, and he created Steinfeld, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm dying laughing every day at that, so that's where I'm at. Well, for
1: me, the only one that I, like I said, I'm
2: horrible about starting to and not
1: finishing them because I get bored. Uh, but I like Narcos a lot. Mm. That's a really good one. Um, yeah, I watched it all like, the way through. It's good. But then I started watching Narcos Mexico with the first season. Yeah. <laughs> no hablas. So, uh, but yeah, it's about Pablo Escobar. It's really interesting.
0: I've basically never watched a TV show as it has been released. Mm. And so, like, when I watch a season on Netflix, but the next season doesn't come out for eight months. Mm. I'm done. I don't start the next season. I'm done. With it. I am the opposite. I like track when it's coming
2: out and everything. Yeah.
0: I mean, I've done it on, like, The Ma- the Mandalorian. That actually might be my favorite. Um, yeah. But, like, when it comes out on the streaming service once a week, oh, yeah,
1: I can watch yeah. that
2: easily, but I don't know why. But. Yeah. Yeah, but
1: if it's just a bank of, like, 100 episodes or whatever, it's just...
2: Yeah. It's just... I break it up by season, so, like, I don't watch more than one season at a time. Yeah. But, also, Ozark, if you guys haven't seen it. I've seen I, the first started, season of Ozark. I've seen the
1: but... first season and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I need to finish it
2: though it's Good. it's a little too high tension sometimes mm-hmm. where I'm like I'm like exhausted after watching two episodes what's the point um, right yeah. so but I I thought the third season was awesome so I just wanted yeah. to watch that but but to what's it. really interesting
1: about Ozark is like the way that it's shot and like like everything adds to the yeah. drama mm-hmm. like we are talking about this the other day and uh, like the coloring of it, it's mm-hmm. like it's so over the top because yeah. it's like supposed to be not subtle, right? Because nothing in the show is subtle, right? And so it's just really
2: interesting. Yeah, and the girl from uh, Julia Garner from yeah is also in that. She plays Ruth, and she's fantastic. And speaking of that, the spies like that. The uh, all the scenes shot in Israel are like grays and blues and like these like uh, like overstated dark hues. Yeah. to like show like Israel's dark history I guess but then Syria is like the exact opposite like colorful that he's wearing like shiny suits and it's meant to be like he's playing up his life in Syria through the the way that it's made it's really it's really interesting well someone
1: pointed out to yesterday uh, "Our Banks like the new show that every teenage girl likes you know um, yeah I our girlfriends I don't
2: understand the uh, the appeal of that one but also
1: the entire thing is shot in Golden Hour like the lighting is like, like, <laughs> I call it yellow time, but yeah, yellow I mean, time. <laughs> I mean, uh it's it's crazy. Like everything looks like it is the wow. most idealized yeah, show I've ever seen any. I have
0: I've only seen the last three episodes. Um which is pretty funny, but
2: yeah, I was not a fan. Someone someone tweeted yesterday, uh, does Outer Banks ever get good or is it just a... 10 one hour Hollister commercials. <laughs> <laughs> that was very true. Um, also,
0: while it's on my mind, if you really like Waco, you should watch Chernobyl Ooh, on HBO. Okay. Chernobyl is. You don't so need to watch good. that, Thank you? Oh, okay. It is basically the same vein. Yeah. The government sucks, but, but that's communism. Why. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> the better. It's, it's the even better because there's right? no guilt involved at all. Yeah. It's like, wow, these people really screwed up. Yeah. And it probably cost them their whole regime. Um, yeah. For sure, it's such, such a all good of show. the Soviet. It is, but it is like sobering. Like it is very sad. Um, mm. But go nuclear power. Nuclear power is awesome.
1: Nuclear
0: power is great. Our reactors are better. I love power. Oh yeah, we talked about nuclear power the last time Hampton was on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pro nukes. Yeah. yeah, I'm
1: pro nukes for
0: sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a good meal. if we got to.
2: <laughs> How do we land this plane? What is the, what even is this podcast? <laughs> so I would like to tell everybody, um,
0: we've kind of <laughs> built a community. I mean, it's been really awesome through this podcast. So. Um, I've actually bought some land, um, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit outside, um, Columbia County. <laughs> yeah, <in> Lexington. <laughs> and Lexington. And so, I'm starting to build this really big house, and we're going to all live in it. Yeah. Um, and it's not great, but it, it is very... No sp-
1: pressure for you to be there. But yeah. Like, just come... Just know that, like, it'll be some great support. Yeah. Um, it's not... Live happy. It's us. not,
0: not material possessions, but, like, we're way happier without yeah. them, so... Yeah.
2: And, uh... Just also, to, Bradley will end up having to have sex with a bunch of your wives, <laughs> so just know that on I'm the uh, not on the go front am <laughs> Not going to deny it either. <laughs> oh gosh! You just don't want to learn what the Lord can give you. Yeah. yeah
0: exactly. Oh
1: god! Uh, open hands. <laughs> open hands. <laughs> open we gotta, <laughs> we,
2: gotta <laughs> we gotta, tie this bow. It's, uh, it's getting out of hand.
0: Uh, uh, hopefully, there's not any thunderstorms. And- hopefully get
1: struck
2: down oh man also can
1: we talk about how (laughs) poorly built that house was oh yeah it was like like maybe like I don't want to think that it was just cheap set design but also like the walls were like oh they were like it was like it was was
0: siding yeah Yeah. that's all it was it was
2: a house made of drywall yeah Yeah. it was was like
0: really yeah yeah uh, did they build a house yeah I think so yeah they were focused on guns. But yeah. There's gotta be building codes. Maybe that's how they could have taken them down. Um I don't well, know. what that also means is that
1: you could you're like as your as a guy in there, you could definitely hear David Crush having sex with your wife. Yeah, in the like,
2: house. It. Ugh. Yeah. i punch a hole in the wall. Yeah. Also, my favorite line in the series was whenever he like acts like he's bearing this giant burden. He uh-huh. says, uh I've taken the burden of sex for us all. <laughs> like, that's, that's like man, time. your life sucks, <laughs> That's when he's starting to tibble. Yeah, that's what he's right. talking about. Yeah, and then um, he actually says that they there's like accounts of him being like, like basically asking men in the camp like, how do you feel that I'm having sex all the time and you guys are all celibate and they're all like mad at him. Like high school drama. He's like, well, we can. I'd love to trade places, but like this is the burden that the (laughs) Lord has asked me to bear. You're like, he's the most (laughs)
0: manipulative person of all time. Yeah, he's good at it. Crazy. Yeah. Well, (laughs) so land the ship right. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So yeah, this was a fun podcast. I hope you guys had some fun and also learned a couple things um, about never trusting your government. Um, Trust us
1: instead. Yeah,
0: trust us instead. Um, We're
1: leading a revolt. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, so make sure to check us out on YouTube. Hopefully we have all that running smoothly. And follow us on Instagram, if you don't already, at the Who Cares Podcast, yep. um, which is our new handle. Um, so, yeah. Um, if you have
1: any questions or, like, have any ideas, things you want us to talk about, um, you just an email yeah. at the Podcast Who Cares. Yeah, or just DM us, whichever one you want. I'm going to plug our Gmail. Okay. I love that. It's about
0: to be popping. Sorry, I just hit the desk. Um. And yeah, if you have criticism, just give us your criticism, as long as your name isn't John Kurth. Um, anyone else can give me criticism, and I'd love to hear it. It'll probably um, just go to Spam. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll put it in our special filing
2: cabinet um, yeah. for corporate. You um.
1: more work for us.
2: <laughs> also, if you have time to criticize uh, uh, a fledgling podcast fledgling? of two... Fledgling. Beginner. Isn't that what that means? I think fledgling means it's like collapsing. Oh, no, sure. saying, no, he's right. He's right. I'm not okay. Well, what I meant was yeah. a beginner podcast, you need to get a job. And I know the yeah. pandemic's hit hard. Yeah, and we're all actually,
0: we'll take an intern. <laughs> you have to pay us, but we will, we will have an intern yeah. it, if that's what you want to do.
2: Well, i in need of some work. So <laughs> oh, yeah. <you> gotta see <laughs> Just resurrect resume, resume. Yeah. And three references. <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah. Love god. <laughs> this really- may be our last <laughs> podcast ever. But, uh, thank we're you guys. gonna try
1: and do kind um, of a different recording schedule. I think Bradley mentioned already. Try and do by two a two week. Um, yeah. Have them come out. What do we say Tuesdays and Fridays, Mondays and Fridays? Um, I don't know what we say. Yeah. yeah. We're trying to
0: keep them shorter, but that may never happen.
2: It's fine. I mean, this one won't be short. Maybe when we have so, a guest, it'll be longer. We're going to split up a little bit. So, I'm definitely gonna listen to the whole thing. Just be on the lookout for more content. Listen
1: to it like three yes. yeah, like times. Like, uh, so, thanks listening. We will see you guys um,
2: hopefully early next week. Yep. See you. Great job, guys.